Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 52. I am your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com. With us is a nationally acclaimed cartoonist and illustrator, uh. <laughs> Daphne Lage. Not even will get you everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are acclaimed and you're nationally known. I'm, so I'm, that's yeah, technically I'm international, but we're good. Technically, yeah, I, I, I could have said internationally known. So welcome, Daphne. This is great. Yeah, we're, we'll talk about you have a you have a Kickstarter that has I think we said was it 19 days left already? Yeah, there's 19 days. Yeah. Okay, as of this time recording, flies. time flies. And you, I thought and you've it already... felt like I launched it yesterday. <laughs> I mean, you know, geologically speaking, it was yesterday. So. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we'll we'll talk about that in a bit, and mm -hmm. and also too, and 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 as and it's you're you're already well over yeah, your goal. You hit your goal. You're uh, you got sixty seven backers so far. Yeah. Um, well into the stretch goal, so that's exciting for you. Um, and 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 like I said, we'll we'll talk about that in a bit. But we also want to. Um, you have. I've been watching, you've been watching your YouTube. We just talked before we went on the air. I've been watching your YouTube videos. You got a, a, a wealth of information there. You got a wealth of, you know, you do, you do great live streams. Uh, and if you love parrots and you love art, this oh, is probably. If you, if you don't mind your eardrums getting ruptured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the live streams are good. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's also that's also fantastic. You get great tips and tricks that we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but first, for our viewers, I don't know if we wanted to first kind of you know introduce introduce yourself, talk about how you got into art, um, you know, talk about how important Rocket Raccoon and oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> patron saint. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I'll just hand over the reins to you, Daphne, and you can kind of give an intro and then we'll, sure, we'll jump right into yeah. it. Hello, everybody. My name is Daphne Lage, and I am a cartoonist, illustrator, and comic book artist from New York. I have been self-publishing uh, self uh, fantasy comics since 1992, and I am known for my funny animal fantasy, Tall Tales, which you can see behind me here, and my medieval drama, Eagle Raven, Heir of the First Unicorn, uh, which is now currently on Kickstarter, which we'll talk about later. Um, you can read both my comics at uh, Tall Tales Online. That's T-A-I-L-S online.com and egoworks.com, E-G-O-W-O-R-K-S.com. And, you know, as he said, you can watch my videos on how I make these comics and other things at YouTube at Daphne Lage, L-A-G-E art. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And yeah, and as you and you know, it's like we we'll pull up for you as well as to that we have um right here you got, you know, so you have egoworks.com. You also have tall tales. So this one is more to egoworks is more for you specifically and we'll talk right. story. Yeah, right? Tall Tales is very specific to that comic. Ego Works is my like main portfolio site where I also host the Ego Raven comic that is currently on Kickstarter, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, put a little slash every time I mention it. Um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, so that way, this way, you know, it's, it's kind of like a hub for, for everything that I do. 
because mm. uh, it's like it's not just comic book work that I do. It's like I, I do like illustrations and pinups and I've done commissions for people and logo design. And um, so and all my social media links are on this website, too. So um, er everything's here. <laughs> Now, and you mentioned, so you're being a full, now is this like your full-time gig doing that, doing art or is this, or, or is this something that you, or, I remember, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Cause I remember in one of your, uh, one of your Q and a, which I watched, which is, this is once you got 800 subscribers, you're going to answer 30 questions. So I watched that and you did talk about how you wanted to, you try to make sure that you're at least doing artwork, drawing, drawing, right. at least between one to three hours a day. Yeah. Um, and it, so is this, is in this part of it too, as you said, this is, um, um, is this what you do? Like, this is your career full-time, full-time? Um, for, well, um, for the past, I, I've been working full-time since, uh, at this since, um, 2013. Oh wow! Okay, because um, that's when I got laid off from my previous job. <laughs> so, so um, once that happened, you know, it's like I, I had been working regularly, uh, you know, you know, real jobs, I guess. You know, they usually they're they're not they weren't like specifically art related, but they were tangentially because they were all in printing. Okay. Um. So I've been working like in and out of, of those jobs for a while. And then in 2013 was kind of like, I don't know, like the final straw for me. <laughs> and, um, but the thing is though, not for nothing though, I had been preparing for, for that for like the previous 10 years. Um, I don't want to make it sound like, like, oh, 2013 came around. I got fired and it's like, oh yay, I can do whatever I want now. No, it, it took, it took planning up until that point. So when I did get laid off, I was prepared. Mm. So, um, so that's, that's kind of what pushed, finally pushed me into doing this full time. Mm. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of like the, the, the long and the short of it. It's, it's like, um, it was sudden, but at the same time I was prepared for it. So yeah. Yeah. And, one of the things you talked about too, and in, in some of your previous interviews, is that you, 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 you kind of moved more towards like the the pen and uh, the pen and paper. The you like the doing the hand drawn that the hand drawn stuff with inking, and you also mentioned, uh, and I, th I think you mentioned before as well, is that um, you tend to lean more towards doing the coloring through digital, right? right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm gonna... I know. <laughs> so I, I so I, my, 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 I get my question for you is like, how did you? Uh, uh, was this by happenstance, or is this something that was kind of measured where you just um, you you found that doing one in one way and one in the other way um, seems to flow better from your style, or is this more based off of uh, from? I guess what's, what's my question now is like, is it based off of um, personal style or, or, or based off of, uh, time issues trying to fit most in most time. It, it's, it's both actually, um, yeah. for like the, I mean, cause like, I, you know, I, <laughs> I literally predate the computer. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, so I, I probably didn't start using 
like digital technology until I was at the School of Visual Arts. So most so most of that was me just even before that was me just uh, you know using traditional media, pen, paper, you know, and and coloring with markers pretty much mostly the the, the ever present prismacolors. Um, and the thing is, though, it's like once digital became more accessible to me, there were certain things that I started transferring to digital because it was a better workflow and it was it made things easier. Like like coloring, definitely, I moved digitally because one, it it allowed me to get the style that I was always looking for that I couldn't I couldn't manage to get the way I wanted to traditionally, uh, which was kind of like this, this, this cell shading style, mm. you know, this, this anime type of coloring. And um, also another thing uh, too, is that, um, yeah, it's like, it was just, it just gave me a cleaner look that I preferred, you know, as opposed to like using markers or watercolors. And it's like, and there are just some times where it's like, I don't want it to look like, you know, like, oh, here's the texture of the paper coming through. And, right. and it just makes it easier to reproduce too, because it's like, I'm not trying to scan in watercolors. I mean, I don't know if you've ever tried that. And it's like, that that's practically a nightmare to do. You know, even scanning in markers can be really tricky so being able to color digitally saves me a huge headache um another thing that i transferred digitally was lettering um up until that point um first i started off like like drawing the word balloons incorporating the word balloons into the artwork themselves and then what i would do was that i would print out the lettering on like a dot matrix printer oh, wow and then glue it down. I mean, it, it, it looked horrible, but it was the closest. I, I mean, it was either that or hand lettering and that I definitely couldn't like get the hang of. So at least it looked horrible, but it was an improvement as to what I could have ended up doing. And then um, once, you know, like, like Photoshop and Illustrator and all those programs became easier to get, you know, because before you couldn't, you could only get those programs you had to access them at school, right? You know, so once those programs also became available, then it's like, oh, I can letter in the computer, but it still took a while before I stopped pasting down the mm. uh, the lettering, um, because yeah, they I probably have like maybe like five issues of the original series for Tall Tales that it's everything is just glued down. Like <laughs> it's, it's, I can't do anything with it. I mean, um, and, and then it's like, once I figured out that I could letter it, I could scan in the artwork and letter everything digitally. So I never have to glue anything down <laughs> on the, on the, uh, the paper that that was a game changer for me because you know how hard it is to cut out word balloons. You know? <laughs> I'm serious. It's like I, I had special little scissors for it and everything just to cut out the word balloons to glue them down. Oh, wow. So yeah, so there there was a yeah. So so digital really. There's a lot of things that I'm like going. Thank God for digital because I I could not think of doing that type of thing. You know, going back to that, but. The only thing I haven't transferred to digital is actually like inking and drawing. Um, it's that that's the I don't know that seems to be like like too weird for me. So I never 
I, I, I can't say never. I mean, but I just haven't really gotten the hang of it to, to feel comfortable to like completely take out the physical element. Yeah. Right. And I see, you, yeah, because I've seen what you do and you have a really good tutorial video. So everybody, you know, please check out Daphne's uh, YouTube channel. That is amazing. You did this one I saw where you did, I don't know if you remember this, it was like a few years ago, you did this one uh, tutorial about you take an image, you take a drawing and then you scanned it in to make a copy of it so you can ink it. Yeah. And then take, and then you scan, then you scan that back in, and then you do the CMYK thing where you move. It's, that was another game changer too, yeah. because up until that point, um, it, it's because because it's like you, you know after you finish inking and it's like and you're erasing and you're just spending all day erasing and then all of a sudden the eraser catches and then pulls up the paper that type of thing you know, and. I don't remember where I had gotten that idea from. I know I must have seen it from somebody, but it's like, wait, I could I could actually not have to erase anything. <laughs> and yeah, and it and then it's like I just became completely addicted to blue lines. Right. You know, you, I, yeah. Yeah, and you mentioned too, and this is and it's always, and if you ever, you know, and I watching your tutorial videos reminded me of other tutorial videos that there's always the one thing that you'll say that completely changes how yeah. you do it like the one thing says scan it in color right because if you don't and you said you'll then you'll have all this gray and then if you can't get that you can't get rid of that so right. yeah because yeah, i've made that mistake but the thing is you gotta remember like i i guess to put it in uh, aviation terms you know like yeah. every button is here in blood so it's the same thing where it's yeah. like, like everything i say to do or not do it's because i spent a lot of time troubleshooting that <laughs> You know, don't make the same mistakes I did, kids. <laughs> and that, that's a good point. And you did mention in one of it when your 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 thirty your thirty question thirty question video uh, talking about uh, advice. Yeah. You know, and 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 you you know, and and what did you, you how did you phrase it? You said something along the lines of, "Don't offer." I don't offer advice, but if someone asks me for advice, I'll give yeah. it to them. Because that's yeah, that's that's also something that's. Uh, that that's built in blood, I guess. It's like, because uh, I mean, because it's like, I, yeah, there was one incident where I don't know what I was thinking and I just completely went off on someone's painting. And then it's like, I got completely dogpiled for it online. And th this was back in the message board days. This is not, not in Twitter days. So it's right. like, you know, it was still like a closed group and, and all that. And I, and it was just like, and now I look back on that. It's like, what was I thinking? I mean, it's like, the guy was just showing off his artwork. I, why did I have to open up my big mouth? <laughs> if he asked, that would have been different. But so it's like, yeah, I, I do not. Uh, yeah, I, mm -hmm. I, I try. I really try not to give advice unless it's specifically asked for. Because, right. you know, sometimes, you know, it's kind of like, Sometimes people just want to show their artwork and and get like a pat in the back and call it a day. You know, it's like, and and that's fine. You know, um, sometimes you just don't want to hear. It's like, oh well, your color's off, and what's with this composition and blah blah blah. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of like you know, like people who whine about like they complain about something, but they just want to complain. They don't want and you know and an answer for it they just want to get it out of their system <laughs> so you know that's 
So yeah, so yeah, I, I don't I don't give advice unless specifically asked. <laughs> and 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 talk to us a bit about too is like with because uh, you've been now as you said you've been you've been a published you've been you know publishing it's like Tall Tales since for, since ninety two, so um so it's been nineteen no <laughs> well more, well you know years we're, ago. We're, we're in the same age range so it's <laughs> um, you've been you've been doing it longer than um, probably most people have well and and it and it shows your artwork is your know, artwork is fantastic now tell what were some of the things that you you know, talking about the advice side of things, what were some of the things that uh, that you were told, like even when you're going through your 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 your, your high it was your high school art school, and and that in advice that you were given that you've been able to still, as you talk about, you know, the the pilot buttons that you've been able to keep making sure you utilize every single time you pick up a pen or pick up a pencil. Well, you see, the problem is, is that, well, one, I, I was actually a late bloomer when it came to like really studying my craft. Like I, I until I, I really wasn't seriously doing artwork until I entered high school, which was the high school of art and design here in New York. Um, and then even then I was like, I, I was just like one of these like stubborn kids, you know, you couldn't tell me anything. And I was just, I just wanted to just, you know, just, just draw and leave me alone type of thing. So I, to tell you the truth, I think I missed out on more advice when I needed it. <laughs> and I actually like look back on and go, ah, oh, damn it. I should have done that. <laughs> You know, so yeah, it was, yeah. Cause even when I went to SVA, it's like, I don't think I really paid attention to any class I was in. And, and mind you, it's like, you know, I had Will Eisner as a teacher. I had wow. Carmine, you know, as a teacher, I had De Denny O'Neill as a teacher and I was sitting there going, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you guys are anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and that's, you know, and I think that, that, that's, I mean, looking back, I think like the biggest learning thing that I got out of that was that I should have paid attention. Yeah. You know, I, I should have realized like what they were saying and what they were trying to say. And it's like, maybe I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't still be struggling with stuff right now, mm. <laughs> but you know, that's like, uh, don't, so, so don't be an ass in school, kids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, in life, we're, we're taught everything we need to know. It's just whether or not we paid attention. Right, yeah. Yeah, because it's like I look back now and it's like, going, oh, my God, it's like so much wasted opportunity. <laughs> Um, so, so talk about us, your, you know, that, yeah, your process. So you've, as, so as I say, you know, your YouTube channel, you know, come, you know, also on, uh, pull this up here for everybody to see. Um, you got a, a great, as I say, I just, I, I've, I, I've been love watching your, watching your videos. Um, and when you're live streams, you talk about, you know, you, you see, you kind of start off with like, you know, start off with a, paper you start drawing then you're inking now uh i haven't dived into all of them to see that do you actually also too is like once it's in there you scan it in how do you talk uh, talk to people about what you do for actually the um like you said wait the the coloring but also 
the 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 word bubbles and how do you transpose that from do you have a a written script out or how do you oh yeah there's always it always starts with a script okay um with with tall tales um it's written by jd calderon so i'm i'm taking a script from different person and then translating that into the artwork into the lettering um so yeah so it's like there's so when i get a script there i spend some time just breaking everything down and highlighting dialogue make sure i'm not missing any dialogue uh breaking down scenes um i mean really getting into the minutia of what goes where so that i know how to map it on the paper because it's like, not only do I have to, it's like, I have to map 32 pages. Like I have to decide, okay, I'm going to, this story has to be 32 pages. And then I have to break that 32 pages down into segments that is going to be okay. I say I have 32 pages. I can have five scenes in right. this, you know? And it's like, okay, but the script has seven scenes. How I'm going to, you know, it's like, so there's certain segments I have to break down even further. And then once I have my segments, my scene segments, then I break it down by what's going on in that scene. So it's like, so to make sure that, that everything, like the characters and the dialogue flow into one another correctly for that scene. Um, Cause it's like, um, you know, you, you just don't want like talking heads and you just don't want like sudden jolts of, scenery just changing it's like that you have to have a i mean i i go for like a certain consistency in a scene you know kind, kind of like you know like a movie you know where it's like okay so how would the camera move that's not in a way that's not jarring to the reader so yeah and then and then from there i break down how the dialogue is going to break down in those panels um because you know you don't you, you don't want like those huge word balloons or something. So it's like, and also it's like, I, I want people to be able to like, they read it and they hear it in their head as someone speaking it. Right. Opposed to like, you know, like nobody talks in like this big um, chunk of dialogue. <laughs> you know? Like Usually it's like there's pauses and there's, you know, inflections and things. And I, and I try to get that in the word balloons. Right. So when you're reading it, it, it's, it sounds natural more, you know, in terms of dialogue <laughs> or speaking. So, so, how yeah. does that, so how does that work with you with, uh, um, with, with, uh, when you, as you say, when you collaborate with uh, JD Calderon, how much of that, cause you've been, you guys have been working together now for, you know, that, that's the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So how much how much of the work that you do there where you've come back to them and say, we gotta change this or or we're like get rid of this. This isn't gonna fit if you wanna do it. and how much of do you have as like who's 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 the final say in the pro in those issues basically? Um mostly for for tall tales, he's the final say. But the thing is though, is that like because we've been working on this project for so long we kind of know like each other's right. way of working so it's like he he writes his his scripts in issues as opposed to writing the entire 
story at once and then counting on me to break it down. He literally gives me a script that, okay, this is issue six. Hmm. And then that, and then that already puts me in the mindset that what's in this script is going to fit in this issue. And, uh, and then, then I go into breaking it down. Um, the, the, the funny thing is, is like the, 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 the beauty of digital printing and print on demand is that now, like I, like I'm working on an issue now where it ended up being four pages longer because okay. I needed space. So it's like, instead of being 32 pages, it's, it's, it's 30, 36. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Math is not my strong suit, uh, apparently. <laughs> um, so it's 36. Now, when we were printing back then and using offset printers, I could not do that. Um, because it's like one, we had to do, we had to do printing in multiples of eight and that added significant cost to right. the, uh, to, to the printing. So it was like, no, you have to make it fit. But now it's like, if I needed a little breathing room, it's like, okay, I have to do this in four page increments and it's not really that big of a deal printing wise. Um, and, and the thing is though, and in terms of like how much say I have in it. It's very rare that I've come across something where it's like, I'm like, I, I like, like either like I, I didn't get it or it's like, what is this? You know, it's like, it, it's more like, you know, it's, it's just it more the, the questions I usually have for him is like, well, I'm not seeing what you're seeing. So I'm not understanding how the scene works. And then usually he kind of explains to me, it's like, okay, this is what I'm looking for. And then from that I can work, but there's never been a point where it says like, Oh, this can't be here. Hmm. Um, Cause I guess, cause like we know the type of the, we, we know the type of story we're working on. So it's not, so I, I know completely what to like expect thematically and everything. So I think there was like there was like one story that he he asked me to like like beta read or something and it's like and I didn't like one of the it had nothing to do with tall tales it was for his other book um the Oswald Chronicles and I didn't like the way one of the characters was written and I told him that and the thing is though I told him it's like look you asked me to read it and I'm telling you what I'm thinking but that doesn't but but that's not an obligation on you to do anything about it right you know because it's like i'm uh, it's like you know i i didn't want to give him the idea that i'm telling him like his favorite band sucks or something <laughs> you know so it's like no it's like look you're asking me i'm telling you why right. but it's up to you whether you want to do anything with that information or not and in this particular case he actually made like certain character changes, uh, characterization changes to a certain character. Um, because before they were kind of like not really a full fledged character. And then once I, you know, once I told him all that, then he kind of mixed it up a bit and it became a, you know, and it, it became a better character. Uh, but there was another book where I read it and I'm like going, I, I really, really dislike this character, <laughs> but that's that's just me that's not necessarily a slam on the story so it's yeah that's kind of like how we 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 push and pull a bit because it's like you know it's it's all subjective <laughs> in the end 
So yeah, that's that's yeah. We, we're we're kind of old hat at this. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to now. Let's talk a little bit about ego, Raven. So for the for the listeners who listen to the podcast, ego, E G O R A V E N. Yeah. So. In case people are hearing my New England accent, thinking I'm saying Eagle Raven, it's not Eagle right, Raven, yeah, it's yeah. Ego Raven. So, uh, and so let me ask you because you've been working on this project for a while. You've had this story for a, lo- a while now. To tell me, did you was this the perfect timing for you to say, "All right, it's time to launch this Kickstarter," or because you've you learned a lot as you're working, say with with other projects that you finally decided to say all right it's time for me to launch this Uh, it's it was kind of like birth from chaos type (laughs) of thing because the 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 project started off like i I keep saying it started off in in in, at school of visual arts but actually it was like the seeds of it started in high school at the at art and design and the thing is that the character started off as kind of like a personal mascot self-insert type of thing you know something to make fanfic easier to write or something i don't know it was just you know something just dopey just you know and the and then it's like when I entered uh, uh, the school of visual arts, then it's like she turned more into like, okay, this is my personal logo. I, I use it on I use her on my website. It's like you know, like a literal mascot type of uh, portfolio thing. And then the longer I started like tinkering with it, the more it's like, oh wait a minute, there's a story here. I'm getting a story here. And, um, and that's pretty much just how it kind of like slowly snowballed. You know, it's like I was working on Tall Tales as my main book. And then to relax, I would work on, you know, I, I would work on Eagle Raven. And, and I never, I, I, after all that time, I really didn't take it too seriously. I mean, that's why it's like, I, I just, you know, like if I did pages, I just dumped it on my website online. And it's like, okay, whoever reads it, reads it. And it's like, I played around with stuff and, you know, I really didn't take it serious. But um, when lockdown finally happened last March, in March, that's when I started kind of like, it's like, wow, I had no idea I had really this much free time, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So what I, so what happened was that I started like, you know, you know, maybe, maybe we should, we should color something, you know, maybe we should finally color that, you know, see what happens, you know, see how it looks. So at first it started off as just me again, tinkering, it's like, okay, let's see how it looks in color, learn how to color properly. Uh, I was watching tutorials and, uh, and then the more it started coming together as a color book, um, the more it's like, yeah, this, I, I have to do something with this. And then it's like, I finished coloring it and then I relettered it. And then it's like, all of a sudden I had like this full color book. And again, thanks to digital printing, color was incredibly feasible. So it's like, again, it's like, I got to do something with this. And then I started seriously putting it together. Uh, But the problem was, was that my story wasn't finished. So I, you know, because I have five issues already 
inked and lettered of this thing in the old style. Mm -hmm. And then I have like two more issues after that um, laid out that I just have to adjust. I just have to just have to pencil out. And then it's like I had up until a certain point that that I had just completely stopped the story because it's like it's like I hit a wall or I don't know whether it was just like I really hit a wall or I was kind of like disinterested because it's like, oh, there was no real outlet for it or something or I wasn't giving it a real outlet. Mm. And then like these past, especially, and then it's like as lockdown went on and the longer things started getting like weirder and, and, and whatnot and more intense, all of a sudden it's like, I just started like, I have to work on this. I have to work on this. And, and also the funny thing too, is that I started meeting more people online and doing more podcasts and stuff because, uh, because we weren't doing conventions and for some reason, talking to all these people kind of gave me a second wind that it's like, you know, this could be a real possibility to do this book. And then this past three months was like 20 years of noodling, just collapsing in on itself. And, and I just like rocked the end of that book. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, I, like I even surprised myself. Like I, like that three months, I was just pounding away, just, just getting the rest of the seat, just completing that story arc. And it got to a point where I wrote the last line in the book, in the story arc, the, 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 in the story, the last line, the last word, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I must have like started laughing for 15 minutes hysterically, like a crazy person, because all of a sudden that pressure from 20 years of working on this project was now like lifted. That it's like, I have a finished story. I have I have something to actually aim for. I just, I just have to draw this now. I don't have to think about the story anymore. <laughs> and it was just like, it was just the wildest thing. And and yeah, and it's like, it's just like, okay, let's put this in Kickstarter, make it official, and just move it forward. And I made it so like definitive i have the rest of the year scheduled out for when issue two is coming out issue three is coming out issue four is coming out the trade is coming out january 2021 for those first for those first four issues like like i never do schedules mm -hmm. <laughs> but for this one it was like you know what 2020 was such a crazy year 2021 is like go big or go home right you know it's like i i need i i need to do this <laughs> yeah and so, so talk to us a bit about the actual, uh, just kind of like the the summary of what people know about about Ego Raven the story. Oh, so, so Ego Raven, heir of the first unicorn, is a fantasy drama kind of soap opera type thing where where Tall Tales is the action adventure, running, jumping, skipping, climbing my Mount Doom type of story. Ego Raven is my medieval soap opera and um it's a multi-issue uh comic book series in the style i like to you know kind of like the chronicles of narnia meets the witcher yeah. <laughs> type of oh and that's the thing too it's like when when i watched the witcher that was another thing that kind of like like really really pushed me to finish the script because i watched the witcher and i saw it do fantasy 
that I had no idea. Like it gave me permission to do certain things in fantasy that I didn't know I needed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was just like, okay, th this is this is like kismet right here, you know. Um, so the the first the first issue that we're that that's on Kickstarter right now, but it's it's pretty much sets the tone for for the entire series. Um, it's thirty two pages in full color and introduces Eager Raven. Um, she's a half unicorn, half human princess who lives, you know, being a princess, lives a rather sheltered life in Edinron. Uh, it's a magical valley where the where elves and unicorns live. It's kind of like the only place where it exists in this realm, as far as anyone knows. Mm -hmm. um, so she is the firstborn of the unicorn king Alaric and a human woman who was turned into a unicorn through an enchantment. And um, although Eager Raven is a princess, um, the elves really don't dig her very much because of the whole half-breed thing. And the, and the thing is like the unicorns aren't really too crazy about her either. It's like, oh, you too weird <laughs> type of thing. And um you know, and that kind of that that kind of like weird conflict going on where it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, you belong here, but <laughs> type of thing. Um, so with the elves in this valley, so because of generations of interbreeding with captured humans, because the valley itself is enchanted and any human that comes in becomes enchanted themselves and everyone's trapped in that valley. Oh. Um, so the elves have pretty much lost their own magic because they like people too much. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so they depend on the unicorns, uh, to kind of like, to, to still connect them to their, I guess, like their, their kind of like what, whatever magic is left in them. And they're hoping, so the elf king, the elf king and the unicorn king, you know, her Alaric, her father, they arrange a marriage between Ego Raven and Prince Rillian, and El, the, the crown prince of the elves, uh, in, in hoping that their union would strengthen the, the magic bond uh, between the two uh, races, I guess. Um, uh, but but because it's always a but right yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 has a different set of ideas um and what he did was he he went into like he colluded with this race of dragons these these kind of humanoid dragons who have they've been wanting the the uh the, the valley for themselves because it's part of their own mythology mm -hmm. and so he colludes with them to overthrow his own family so that you know he figures okay you do the hard work and i'll come in and i'll become king until he finds out the hard way that dragons don't share <laughs> so what happens is that ego raven and her uncle amadeo they escape the valley and now they have to kind of maneuver in the in the kingdoms of men now. And because of the reputation that unicorns and elves have, that adds its own level of complication to their their own their, their now new situation that they're in. So um, yeah, it's so yeah, so they, they have to maneuver a lot to, to survive now. Um, and try to figure out how they're going to get back 
to the valley and drive the dragons out. Um, and, and that's like, and that's the setup. <laughs> and so talk to us a bit about your, uh, so, you know, with your Kickstarter, what can people get? What are your, uh, your, your, your levels, your pledge levels? Oh, well, so to just start off, you could just get a PDF, you know, it's like, especially that's especially recommended for internationals considering how uh, expensive shipping is. So you, you get a PDF, but um, you know, and then it's like, you get the, the, the full color comic, you can all, you, you get the full color comic and the PDF. Everything comes with the PDF. Okay, cool. So, and um, once you go beyond the, the main level, which is the, 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 hard car, uh, the hard copy book and the PDF, all the other subsequent levels come with those two, two items. And, and then what you're getting for, I guess, like the extra price are the variant covers. Okay. So you have a virgin cover, which is the cover that doesn't have any logos on it. So it's just the artwork. And then we have uh, a silver foil cover, which is just the line art printed on silver foil. Okay. And then the one that I like the best is the hollow foil, which is it's what, what I call the rainbow uh, cover, you know, unicorns. And it's, it's just this really really spectacular you know a, like hollow effect cover that i i just i just love it and if you want something a little bit more special than that uh <laughs> i have two sketch tiers where there's one where you can get the book and the pdf and a little like blue line sketch of a random character from the book um or if you want you want everything to be like consistent comic book wise. Then I have my final tier, which you get a, where the it's a sketch cover variant where it's a book with the blank cover. And then I draw original artwork on the cover, but the interior is the same as all the other, as, as all the other book as, as the main book. Okay. Yeah. And you, so, so like get a question for some tips. So this is your third Kickstarter, but this is the ninth Kickstarter that you, cause you also did three, you did six Kickstarters with JD Calderon, yeah. correct? Yeah. So what did you do um, from an advice perspective of it? Cause I'm, you know, on behalf of our listeners and viewers asking you for advice. So <laughs> um, it's, is what were some of the things that you learned from your previous Kickstarters that you were able to implement here to make, make this one such a success? Well, um, I, I, well, the main thing that I did with this Kickstarter was I, I started with a modest, uh, campaign goal, okay. um, because I'm doing everything myself and I know how much these books cost and whatnot. Um, you know, it's like my, my cost is, kind of low. I mean, yeah, in, in terms of time, not really, but in, in physical cost, it's low. So there's no reason for, for me to ask like $2,500 for a campaign when $500 is, is fine and dandy for me to get this book out. Because also it's like, I'm not offering like a lot of crazy options or anything, you know, um, you know, like hardcover and slip cases and, you know, magnets and lighters or I don't know all, all the crazy stuff that that people seem to to put on their Kickstarter I tried to keep it as basic as possible because um the the lower my cost is the 
the lower I can keep like the pricing for the individual books and also like the pricing for, you know, the actual goal. Um, mm. I just had to make $500 and I did that in seven hours once right. the, uh, the campaign started. So at least that, Oh, no pressure, you know, um, it will, it alleviates a lot of pressure. You know, right now I'm in the plateau stage. So th this is like the, you know, this is where the grind really, you know, happens. Um, and so that was, that was my main thing. It's like not to, if I don't need to go crazy with the goal, I'm not going to, because I would rather just fulfill at, at a lower goal than sweat, not being able to reach a higher one or, or a more ambitious one. Um, and another, and another main thing was that just have everything ready by the time okay. this Kickstarter was, and, and that's like the most important thing. Um, I had a proof for this book in October. Um, you know, and I was launching in January, Wow. you know, okay. and I had a proof already. So, um, so yeah, so when this Kickstarter is over, it, well, it, when the Kickstarter is over, I'm doing a 21 day campaign on Indiegogo because people people are finicky about their platforms. So at least, you know, it's like, okay, if you didn't want to support it on Kickstarter, here's an Indiegogo, you can support it on, you know, it's, it's all good. Mm -hmm. And uh, so once that, Indi when the Indiegogo ends, I can send my files out like that. That's it. I mean, it's like, there's no, there's nothing to wait for because everything is done. All my files are done. Everything's been proofread to death and, you know, the layout I'm happy with and, and the whole thing, you know, it's like that those, like, those are where the two main things. So, so keeping a modest goal and having everything ready when the Kickstarter started. And where do you get these, um, where, where, where do you get these printed? Especially like that, that rainbow cover. I'm looking at your, 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 your pictures on here. Um, they are super fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you go all, if you scroll all the way down to, yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. There's the, yeah. So those are the, uh, yeah, it was, it, it's print on demand and they, okay. they were able, I mean, if you literally want to know, um, I don't know them off the top of my head, but I can send you the price list when we're done, you know, if, if you need it or if you wanted to pass it around. I mean, um, I recommend, uh, I recommend these printers all the time. So whoever, whoever wants to know, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to send the, the info. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And so, and what made you decide on kind of splitting this up when you actually sat down to make these pledge levels, how much, how much, uh, uh, how much, um, you know, time and thought did you, did you put into saying, Oh, I like the idea of a sketch cover and Oh, I like right. the idea of this rainbow. Right. Yeah. Well, it's like one, I definitely wanted to do the shiny covers. Yeah. That's like awesome. <laughs> I'm a raven. So it's like, Ooh. <laughs> um, but also it's like what I wanted to do is I didn't want to overwhelm myself because okay. I'm the one going to be fulfilling this. So I'm the one that has to draw the sketches, you know? So I didn't want to do anything too crazy that was that was going to like eat into the time into too much time to, to fulfilling so i tried to keep it as basic everything everything as basic as possible because i needed to make it simple for me to fulfill so i didn't want to go like too overboard with um the rewards in fact it's like for the next kickstarter um i, I there's there's a couple of things that i'm probably going to change on the next one just to make it even simpler 
Okay. So yeah, because yeah, because yeah, because I I I personally dislike going onto Kickstarter pages and getting confused as to what's being offered. Okay. Like yeah. there's some Kickstarter pages where they just like so you scroll, 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 scroll. They have so much stuff, and and I have no idea what I'm buying. <laughs> like i mean it's the weirdest thing it's like they just have so much stuff that it's like don't you have like a basic level like like it, i i just wanted to keep it as simple as possible <laughs> it's like when you go to that you know one of the, you know those restaurants you're like wait do i get a baked potato with this one or i don't get a baked right, potato yeah, exactly. like, what am i getting actually i don't understand <laughs> You know, especially when they go really crazy with the variant covers, like, like there's some, there's some, some campaigns that have like 20 of them or something like, like, just, just like, oh, oh my God. It's like that, that's, you know, slow down there. <laughs> you know? it's like, just, just here. I have the five and that's it. Cause I can count the five. And and you mentioned earlier too, you were already. This is all done. You already have all your. And how many issues? How many issues are you planning on it to be? Well, um, in the total, if if I plan it correctly, um, I'm hoping no more than fifteen issues. Okay. Because when I really broke it down, we're talking about five years worth of kickstarters to get right. the entire oh. uh, four years, four years worth of kickstarters to get the entire uh, series out. And do so you? Oh, so and do you plan on like for like the second Kickstarter, there'll be a, like a a tier for if somebody misses this one. It's oh, like no, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um, and then not only that, because uh, the the stretch goal that we ended up uh, that that we reached for the thousand dollars is a, a PDF of a prequel story that I wrote to the, that I wrote to this. So it's it's prose and illustration. It's illustration and prose, and uh, which is something I also like to dabble with because it's like even though like a picture is worth a thousand words, sometimes a thousand words is easier to write. <laughs> <laughs> it takes less time, so you know. So sometimes it's like I, I do the prose when it's like I want to get a story out, but I know I it's like you know what I I just don't have the energy to do it as a comic. Mm -hmm. Um, so. So everyone, so everyone who who uh, supports the campaign now is going to get this extra PDF, uh, this uh, this this extra, <laughs> this extra PDF, um, which um, would you know? It's like, like I said, it's it's prose and il illustrated, and it's a it's it's a prequel ex explaining pretty much telling the story of how Eager Raven's parents met. Because a half unicorn girl doesn't come out of nowhere, right? So this this explains this explains what how how that uh, how that occurred, and um, but I had some people asking if I was going to release it as a hard copy, and the funny thing is is that I did set it up to be a hard copy and I actually got a proof back from the printer, but because I'm not still not happy with the format, it's going to take me a while to, to fix everything and get okay. another proof out. So for the second Kickstarter, you know, barring anything, the physical copy of this story will be available with issue two, with, with the issue two uh, of the main story. And what would and and also to what do you have with? Uh, I want to talk about also your Patreon. Uh, oh, yeah. and you're. I mean, this is amazing. You got a lot. You got a. You got a lot of. Uh, what do they call them? Uh, stuff that with a 
pokers in the fire. I don't know what that phrase oh, is. You have to. I mean, that that's the thing. I mean, when you know, when when we're that's the thing with being a self-publisher. You know, it's it's like you just you have to do everything yourself. You know, it's a lot of hats. Right. You know, it's, it's not like you know this is you know I'm running on a Netflix deal or something. You know, it's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what would be some of the benefits if someone was like uh, backing on Patreon that they would they would see um, when you have Kickstarters pop up? Well, um, I don't have like a specific Patreon Kickstarter crossover thing, although probably that's a good idea to do. Mostly, what the Patreon is for is is just like having an outlet for all the work in progress. And um, seeing, you know, and like everyone gets to see the pages as I work on them. Okay. So, and then it's like they get like special PDFs. Um, like if you're if you're the type of person who really likes process, I show you the process, and and I give you PDFs of the process. So you get like, so when I whenever I finish an issue, whether it's a Tall Tales or an Eager Raven issue, uh, you get like a PDF of it in blue lines. And then you get a PDF of it in inks. And then with Ego Raven, you get the complete uh, PDF with the lettering and everything. With Tall Tales, you just get the the, the line art and the, uh, the the blue line. You know, so, so if you're the type that likes to compare, you know, like how artwork changes from one to another, I mean, that's, that's, um, that that's kind of like mostly what I offer. And then it's like, you know, any like side projects that I can't really talk about in like openly right now i talk about i'm able to talk about it on my patreon because right. it's kind of a closed group and like i i did this um i'm, I'm currently working on a short story for an and anthology but it's not like kind of official yet but my patreon knows about it and they've seen it so they have they have the preview of that story when it before the, the anthology is even official. So, okay. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's like a really good right into the heart of the things you're not going to say on your YouTube channel or your Kickstarter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I try to keep, uh, yeah. I, I try to keep the, the, the Patreon as um like, you're not really seeing this anyplace else type right. of, I just have to figure out how to do live streams on it. And then I'll probably, you know, probably add that to it, but right. I haven't figured that Patreon's kind of weird about it. <laughs> Um, but I mean, but pretty much it's like what the Patreon is, is, um, you're, you're paying a membership to kind of like keep me off the streets, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's about, you know, it's like, you know, you want to see me do like, like no matter what happens, you want to see me do these comics. So you're helping me, you know, to concentrate on doing these comics. Right. Type. And and you mentioned too in a previous interview I thought it was a really it was uh, uh, a, a really good it was a, it was a really good um, uh, tip you gave is that you have being explicit on what you have free and what you put behind a paywall. Um, right, yeah. Because it is a I mean this is your this is a you know a career and you have to make sure that you're um, you know 
there's that level of compensation which is expected to for somebody in your professional capacity to have. right because it's like that uh yeah uh not everybody I've, I've gotten the hate mail for that already so um yeah it's like so like with eagle raven like i said you can you can read the original versions of the first five issues for free right right now so it's like if you wanted to to really know what you were getting into you can do that right. so that when you support the kickstarter you know what you, what you're getting you know it's like and um you know the only difference is that what you see here it's in black and white it's it's lettered differently some of the dialogue is different not by much but you know because I, I tweaked it here and there and uh, like even some of the artwork changes a little bit you know depending on on what what i was fixing decided to fix so it's not like you're getting like identical things but also at the same time it's like well here you have to read it online on kickstarter you're getting a physical copy you know, and, and depending on the type of person you are, because for me, the joke is, is that I have my stuff online, but I can't read it. <laughs> you know, because I just, I just can't, I, I cannot, I literally just can't read my own stuff or just anything. Like I have problems with digital media, you know, like with like reading Kindle and, and, and whatnot. It's like, I don't know. It's like with artwork, especially like I really need it in front of me. I really need it as a physical thing. So even though, for me it's available you know like okay it's available online for free but it's like are you really but you're really going to appreciate it if you have that full color book right. so so that's kind of the uh the the incentive for that with tall tales though uh that's the one that kind of gave me a little grief because we have on on the tall tales website we we have practically the entire story on there for free however it stops at the current storyline we're at uh which is tears of the mother that one you could only see the new artwork on patreon and and the completed book you can only see on kickstarter it's we're not putting it online until it's completely done so you know if you want to read that last story arc you either you you have to in the end you have to get the comics off of kickstarter right. you know it to get it because we there there's no place else to that we're allowing it to uh to be seen until we're done and like i said i've gotten the hate mail for that but it's like i'm like going <laughs> like you have like 600 pages worth of stuff online already yeah. <laughs> you can wait for, you know a little bit more for, for the the new stuff so so daphne we, we've reached our hour so oh, already already yeah uh so people can find you uh at ego work ego works.com e-g-o-w-o-r-k-e-g-o-w-o-r-k-s in case either one of our accents get in the way <laughs> <laughs> and and on there there's a link there for your your kickstarter campaign there's a link yeah. there for your youtube there's a link yeah. there for your patreon yeah. uh, everything's yeah. there everything's there um, a link to tall tales so in case that that's like that's uh you know if you prefer you know the mount doom lord of the rings type stuff that link is there too right there you go okay well thanks a lot and congratulations again for reaching your goal and uh you know what i mean put it put us on your junket they are your, oh, your every the, your other ones your other kickstarters that you're coming absolutely, through absolutely this was a blast thank you thank you very much <laughs>
And you did, and you had, because when you're doing your live stream yesterday, you're in a different, you had a different setup. That was like, yeah, that was in, that's, that was in my office that I used okay. to do live streams in. But as you notice, the parrot makes it very difficult to do it. So, but the thing is that's the only setup I have for drawing. So I had, that's why I have a disclaimer at the beginning of my live streams for the parrot. Right. But for this, I'm in my basement. So I have my nice <laughs> backdrop and it's quiet. So <laughs> I'm not competing with anybody. 